Well, Pitt certainly makes it interesting. Just when you think the season's over and you count out the program, they rise, or Jeff Capel rises, maybe answering the bell. Pitt building a winning streak and a big victory over North Carolina. So the Pitt Panthers are coming off of a big win, 76-67 over the Tar Heels. This is Mike Dup here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now. I'm your host, Mike Oste, and I am joined by my Mike counterpart, Mike Bacobacan. And we are going to talk Pitt hoops. We're going to talk Pitt's big win over North Carolina, the state of the program, how they built this winning streak, went on past shows, even as recent as a week or so ago. This show, post-game shows I've done with George, basically counted out this team and talked about how this program wasn't going anywhere, certainly not this year, and they weren't even as competitive as maybe some would have thought they should have been, despite obviously knowing everything that's gone on with this program, the expectations being low, and how much cre- credit Jeff Capel deserves, because many also have had debates all year, despite knowing the situation around the Pitt program, not expecting much this year, that he's been there a while, you eventually got to pick it up, they had the losing streak at the end of last year, how much rope does he have, maybe next year is it. We will see if this continues. Does he buy himself more time? So, Mike, we'll start there. Pitt with a big win last night over North Carolina. They actually even had a bigger lead that they almost lost this game, but ending up with a pretty solid, convincing win. And North Carolina's had some struggles this year. They're certainly a tournament team. They're a team that with all the recruits and all the talent they have, they actually expected even more than they provided. But even a week or so ago, it looked like, Pitt's roller coaster ride, where obviously they started off really bad earlier in the year, the loss to Citadel. They went through all the off the court drama, all the issues around this program. Then they got competitive for a while with a win over Louisville. They lost four in a row. They've now won three in a row, though. So, how big is the win over North Carolina, even though this isn't a tournament year? And how has Pitt done this and turned around this team and this season to get at least respectable after it looked like it was going the complete opposite direction? Yeah, that that was a big win last night. I I, I was trying to uh, not. It's not as though they have a a lot that I have to go through as far as bigger wins in Jeff Capel's uh, tenure. Sure, but um, they were a double digit. I believe they were 14, 16 point dog on the road uh, to a team that had seventeen wins. Yeah, that's looking to. The NCAA tournament. I, I think North Carolina is in, but I, you know, you just never know today. I think uh, that's a bad you know, loss. I'd imagine they're in, though. Yeah, that's a bad loss. Uh, but credit to Jeff Capel and this team right now. Um, one of the things that George touched upon entering February or in January is how the history under Capel once uh, how awful. If you look at the numbers, they February uh, is far as the swoon goes they usually last year yep yeah mm-hmm. every year and well, yeah. uh but because they have a lack of players i think it's a mixture of players team chemistry uh dissension on the team all that, that stuff this is the first year that that isn't happening in fact it's their first three game winning streak in february since 2013 wow going back Stephen adams and Dixon. Yeah. So we're talking about something that uh, hasn't happened. And this team's just getting better. That, that that was a big win for the fact that, as you touched upon, they had a 20-point lead, 21-point lead against North Carolina. And I know everyone thought that as it was dwindling down that Carolina was going to come back and win the game. 
this is all new experiences for this team as far as learning to win. Um, all these guys haven't, none of these guys have been in this situation before. And these are all, uh, if they would have lost, it would have been bad, but it's a growing, it's a growing point for them. And it, it, it's a good win for Pitt. Uh, they've equaled now uh, Capel's ACC high wins uh, with six, which you know isn't a lot. Mm. But as I asked on Twitter, it's progress. It's definitely progress. There's no way to deny it being progress. And I think the issue, and you touched upon this, the last couple of years, especially last year with Justin Champagne, and we've now seen he's a legit NBA player, Xavier Johnson there. There was drama that, that, that led to a lot of losing at the end of the year. Middle of the season, December and January, Champagne was in conversations for ACC Player of the Year. Pitt was a team that maybe could get into the tournament. Obviously, that all just went right into the toilet. So I think that's where some fans, especially entering this year, despite knowing the expectations were going to be low based on the roster, uh, they ruined what could have been something last year. Eventually, you got to turn it around. You have these recruits coming in. You're a master recruiter. You've, you've not been able to bring the five stars in. You're building up the three stars, but you're still trying for the five stars. Just it was kind of a mess. And then this season just started off so bad. As I mentioned, a loss to Citadel. I don't care who's on the floor. You can't lose to Citadel like that if you're an ACC program. But you also got to give Jeff Capel credit, Mike, for with everything I just said and what we've been saying on shows, all true. A lot of players, knowing the tournament's not happening and they have built-in excuses this year, would have just said, let's pack it in, get to the summer. This isn't going anywhere. No, they are playing for Jeff Capel. They are playing hard for Jeff Capel. They built a winning streak for Jeff Capel. And 11 wins now, it's not like it's going to end up with being any type of special year that you're going to remember in 20 years if you're a Pitt fan. But to get this win over North Carolina, kind of play the role of spoiler and like that, to get double-digit wins, which I don't think Pitt fans even thought was happening as recent as two weeks ago, and have some quality wins with these in a row, who knows how they'll finish, but this does show it could have got really bad, and you got to give Jeff Capel credit for making something out of a really bad situation, at least in terms of respectability. Of course, there's still pressure that he got to pick it up and eventually get it done in a quality season, but... Does this buy him more rope maybe with fans, maybe even with the program? How much credit does he individually deserve to build this winning streak and make this program something that you actually can watch the game and enjoy yourself? Whereas a month ago during the four or five game losing streak, it was like, ah, when are they going to win a game? Now they're getting blown out after they finally are getting respectable. I can't get through this. That was a quality yeah. game last night and a big win. Yeah, uh, you hit upon a lot there, uh, a lot of good stuff. Um, uh, first of all, I think it was uh, it, it, last night's win. I, I don't think I, 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 I wasn't one of those people that thought his job was in jeopardy, but the yeah. talk of Jeff, Cape, the, the talk of Jeff Capel not returning last next season, that, that, that has to end. It's not, it, it's done. He's, he's bought himself. I think he's shown himself. The team has shown enough, uh, this season with the circumstances, he's not going anywhere. So that, 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 that narrative can stop now. Right. Um, I think it's interesting though, that he, they pulled off this big win. Heather like was in the building last night down in North Carolina. She doesn't make a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, she doesn't make a lot of road trips as far as uh, going on the road with the basketball team. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just to see the uh, historic North Carolina 
Yeah, it's a cool place to go. It's a tough place yeah, to play, I don't though, make it. But she yeah. was at the game. She tweeted a picture out. Right. She was at the game. She was at the morning warm-ups and stuff. She's watching. But as I said, Jeff Capel's not going anywhere. He deserves credit for uh, a few different things here. Uh, number one, keeping this team together. As you said, the narrative, everything around this program entering this month has been negative. Um, even in January, the whole season basically has been yeah, negative. Right. And that's hard in the day of this social media to have a kid, uh, have a team, you keep it together. Yeah. All those kids. Tweet Especially out on college there. kids. They're all on Twitter. Yeah. They, they see it. They're all on it. They, they see what's being said. Uh, you know, they see nobody in the stands. Right. They, you know, they know what's going on here. And to credit, uh, to Capel's credit, he's been able to keep this team together all season, even in yeah. games that they lost in uh, December and January to, you know, some Minnesota, Virginia. Yeah. They, 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 <laughs> they were on a stretch where they lost like four or five games in a row by uh, two or three points. He's kept this team together, believing, and you hear guys like John Hughley after the game and uh, uh, other leaders, uh, Burton, Horton, talking about how they believe in this team and they believe they're building something. That has to come from the head coach. Has so uh, hats off to Capel for that. The other two, the other thing that it's kind of got unnoticed a little bit is his willingness to change and some things he's doing. Uh, it's been talked a lot about how they're winning ugly. This isn't how they started the play. He, I think he realized as a coach, they don't have the talent to try to run up and down the court with these teams. They're going to have to uh, get down in the mud, as he said, and make games maybe hard to watch. But if that's their best chance to win, he has to do it. And I think that's a that that's an adjustment by a coach. And then he's also made some lineup changes as far as um, Will Jeffers started the season. He's not starting the season anymore. He's coming off the bench. He's doing a good job in his role now. Uh, he's moved things around uh, as far as players go. Noah Collier. I think all these guys are finding a role for themselves. And that's change, changes by Jeff uh, Capel. I know a lot of times people talk in all sports about how coaches are unwilling to adjust and to change things around. And they, I'm going to stick with my way. Capel isn't doing that. Uh, he's he's changed throughout the season, and I think a lot of those changes, or at least some of those changes, uh, you know, have worked out in Pitt's benefit. And, and we've talked about this before, there are a lot of coaches around the country that are more hesitant to change, whether it's working or not, because of the rules now at the transfer portal. So if you change, for example, you mentioned taking players out of the starting lineup, if you change yes. and you punish players or like, for example, Bob Huggins benched Gabe, you do things like that. They could easily say, nope, gone. I'm out of here. And, and, and then you're you're in trouble. So Jeff Capel, it almost feels like Jeff Capel after maybe the holiday, we got into the new year. He almost said to himself, look, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. I'm going down my way it's it's my name on this. You're going to remember me more than any of these players now, certainly with Champagny gone. It's my era here. We got to figure something out. If you want to transfer and that hurts our bench, okay. But we got to, we, we're already losing. What's the difference? And I think the one thing that Pitt really has improved upon that's allowed them to win these games, they've now become the team that some thought they could become defensively. I remember during yep. post-game shows earlier in the year, even after some of those bad losses, 
George and others were touching on, Pitt's not going to score. They're going to have trouble this year. It's going to be bad. But if they have a chance to get double-digit wins, it's because of the defense. They actually could be a good defensive team. And it's not that I didn't believe them, but then you watch some of these games that Wake Forest lost. They give up 91. That's not a good defensive effort. That was only a few weeks ago. But now Pitt allowing 67 into the 50s. They're now becoming a solid defensive team, even against five-star recruits like North Carolina. So they're not always going to have great scoring days, and they're not always going to score 76. But even when they don't, they're then holding the opponent to 50-something. They have really become a solid defensive team. And again, this season's not going anywhere, but that's big. Mike up here, Mike Pacova, Ken, Mike Osti, Pittsburgh Sports Live, Pittsburgh Sports Now. Talking pit hoops. Now, obviously, when you play hard for a coach and you build a winning streak, at the end of the year even when a year's not going anywhere maybe more so when it's not going anywhere that's credit to the coach players are still playing hard for the guy but Heather like being in North Carolina they weren't going to fire Cable but it does show you that she's watching to see how this team finishes if it lost 15 in a row and had a big losing streak like last year I'm sure she's not thrilled and would put more pressure on him next year how much pressure is still on him next year how much pressure is him is still on him recruiting wise the state of the program and if next year's not a season where they're at least contending for a tournament, certainly at least an NIT, does that end the Capel era? This buys him more time here, and it is impressive to end the year this way, but he has been there a while, and, and, and you're not going to get forever. So what is the rope, and what is the future for Jeff Capel, in your estimation, with what the Pitt program thinks of him, not just the fans? I think Kelly Heather Heather like wants to see this thing work with him. I think I, I, I honestly, and I've been saying this all year and I think it's starting to, it's starting to bear out a little bit. And I know, uh, I, I think a little bit, a little bit, some of the pit fans are starting to have some understanding. Uh, the majority of them are still, uh, I think on capable in the program Right. Uh, it's going to take more than a win over North Carolina to change that. But this team, this team wasn't in a position to lose as far as roster composition to lose three starters at the beginning of the season. Yeah. No team very much. Very few teams in college basketball can lose two and three starters a week before the season. Yeah. Like he's a body and, injury and, and, and right. Okay. But if you've noticed the last five games, Ethel Horton has averaged 20 points a game. Uh, Jamarius Burton, who I believe has been their MVP all season, you know, to either him yeah. or Hugh. Yeah. Uh, he had knee surgery a month before the season. He missed, I believe, the first uh, five or six games of the season. And then even when he came back, he was still working himself into shape. Now he's finally healthy. Right. Nice. Bondi hasn't played all season. I'm just saying, if Jeff Capel had his team right all season, um, Pitt has a winning record right now. You got to figure it's a difference of four or five wins. And Nike Sabondi was a player four emerging yes, last year. He was going to be a big part of this team this year. That's a big hit. Yeah, I, 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 so I firmly believe that if they they're 11 and 16 now, yeah. if they had those guys to start the season, I know ifs and all that stuff, yeah. but they have a winning record right now. And the narrative on this team is completely different. Oh completely, yeah. Completely different. And I'm looking at it as that 
and people can say, well, he should have had this uh, roster to the point where, uh, you know, he, he wouldn't be missing as well. It, it wasn't. He, he had, he dealt with the transfer. Uh, it, it's a different time now in college basketball. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. As West Virginia is seeing now with college football uh, with, uh, with the football program, yeah. kids deciding just to leave whenever it, it's, it's hard. It's impossible to compare. It's not even fair. It's just the rules. It's not even fair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago, because it's a different time. Coaches prepare to have a team and then all of a sudden kids up and leave. He thought he had a good roster. Kids left, whether, whether it was part of his fault, whether it was there, whatever the case. I think that's the key that people do blame him a little bit for Xavier Johnson and some of those players that just basically said, because they kind of alluded to the fact that they were sick of Capel a little bit. So, Whatever, whatever the case, it, it's right. also they do. It's a different sure. athlete, you know, entitlement and all that crap. Right. But uh, this team is bet, and, and this is starting to show a little bit. And this team is getting better. Uh, if they would have been all together, we're talking about a different team. Uh, I think they're headed in the right direction. Right. And the thing is, they're not missing. We'll see who comes back, who transfers. You can never look into next season. (laughs) That's true, yes. Who decides to pick up and leave. But the good thing is, and I've said this before, uh, and I am amazed that fans aren't picking up on this, the 2022 recruiting class, I get text messages from it about people. (laughs) Pitt is not going to be picking up 2022 recruits. Jeff Capel is going to look to fill spots in his roster next season through the transfer portal. And players will be available. Players will be available. They're going to leave schools. Right. Tons of players. That is how Jeff Capel is going to 23. He's going to try to recruit next year's recruiting class. Stop saying, I can't believe Jeff Capel doesn't have a a commitment yet. Yeah. That's the deal. He's going to pick up a big, he's going to pick up a point guard. He's going to try to pick up three guys in the transfer portal next year. Especially big. Yeah. And if you look at the if you look at their record over the last couple of years as far as taking in transfers, it's pretty good. So I, I think Pitt and he wants to win now, and I think that's another reason why he's doing it. He doesn't want to wait on a freshman to develop necessarily next year. He wants to plug plug him in Pele. He wants yeah. a guy that can come here that has some experience that he's going to get in here, and then he can count on the place minutes like he did with Mo Gee. And Jamarius Burton, uh, Ithiel Horton, those are Nike Sabandi. Those are the type of guys that he's going to, it's a whole different world in college. That's what you got to do. That's what he should do right now. And if if you believe, if you're a fan and believe the pressure is on that next year, he got to have a better year. You got to get a winning record, et cetera. Then you should be happy because Jeff Capel agrees with you. He has pressure on next year. He's not trying to wait and build two years. Even if Jeff, even if Heather like said, that's okay. Who knows what they're talking about behind closed doors, but he doesn't want to raid around. Maybe he agrees and feels pressure that, hey, I might not be here in 2023 or 24 if I keep losing and being four or five hundred games under 500 every year. He doesn't want to do that. And programs like Pitt, Baylor won a national title doing it. There's no shame in it. It's, it's taking advantage of the rules right now, keeping up with the Jones. And, 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 and the other good and the thing and the thing you got to look at too is yeah. if, and that's a big if, if everyone on the roster returns that's supposed to you add a couple you add a point guard and you add a uh, a couple bigs you're a tournament team then you, you should be yeah, I, I i don't think it's crazy to say that with everyone coming back next year yeah. 
I don't think it's crazy to say that Pitt uh, will be in the upper half of the ACC. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I think they're a team that that should be a bubble team next year for the yeah. uh, for the NCAA tournament. And that's what he's planning for. He needs yeah. to uh, find uh, three guys, and he does that. I think they're I think they're in good shape, and this program isn't is um, in the hole as many people would think. No, and the, the wins and losses aren't there, but this isn't like the Kevin yeah. Stallings era where the wins and losses weren't there and there was just no hope over the rainbow. There is a little bit of that now. The rules actually are in Pitt's favor to quickly turn things around. And maybe, yeah, maybe he's feeling the pressure. You got to also figure, I guess, just realistically based on knowing the landscape, not everyone's going to come back. But say even most of the players come back and then you get the, the starters back or, or say it could be everyone, but you just say you lose a couple and then you're replaced with the transfer portal. I, I think if you're a Pitt fan, you got to actually be a little excited that he's not trying to just wait around. Because if this was built fully through recruiting, the next year would be like this again. And then 2023 maybe could be a better year. He's not trying to wait around. Mike, yeah, it's, I'm surprised. I can't believe Pitt put this way street together. <laughs> The good, the good news is I, I see no, I've heard no, I've seen no indications that Ithiel Horton, Sabondi's already said he's coming back. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Hughley, um, Burton. If those four guys return next season, at Jeffers, five guys return next season, uh, there might be some guys on the bench that yeah. – didn't get time or whatever might decide to go. I think Noah Collier is a good, valuable uh, guy to come off the bench. If he doesn't come back, uh, you know, uh, I think they can live, but I, I'd like to see him back because I think he's developing, but I don't see any player that's currently in the rotation this year or this right uh, as of right, right now that right. won't return next season i, I know it, it, it's likely they will and even even if they don't get anything from the transfer portal and i'm not saying they're not going to get anything the one addition that they guarantee to have is nike sabani not a part of the team this year a big part of last year the end of the season maturing as a player he's going to be a big part of next year if he's there and you figure he'll be there so they're already adding a player to this team that has yeah. not been there this year without doing any work but of course the transfer portal there's going to be players that you would not dream are going to be available that right. will surprise you and will be available even good players on good teams they will all of a sudden be available because somebody sneezes in the wrong direction or they just get the wind blows you don't know wake up every morning and you're surprised by something in both football and basketball and it's almost everyone focuses on football it's almost crazier it's more of the wild wild west in basketball the last few years so there will be tons of players available it was a record-setting situation last offseason no reason why that stops and the only way it stops maybe if some of these players we're now seeing on twitter actually complaining about their teammates leaving which is very odd because that's how we got here to this point. They're the ones who wanted it, but that'll do it for this edition of the show. And I've been surprised that pit, pit basketball is surprising you. And they give you reason to keep on tuning in the rest of the year to see if they can keep on building this. They do have Georgia tech, Miami Duke, which is a top 10 team right now and Notre Dame to finish things out. Regardless though, they are playing for Capel and they built this winning streak. You got to figure a couple more wins are possible there. And that win over North Carolina, that's a bad one for the Tar Heels. So it will also be interesting to see if North Carolina still gets in the tournament. I imagine they're still a tournament team with 18 wins and where they are seeding wise, depending on what they do in the ACC tournament. And if they end up as a 10 seed or something like that, that pit loss is partly why. So that, that, that's something that Pitt, I think, is salivating in. 
They're playing role of spoiler and making it harder on teams. That'll do it for this edition of the show. For Mike Pacova again, for all of us at Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now, I'm, of course, Mike Osti, and that was Mike.